Hey guys, we're live from Huntsville, Alabama. Stand by. Welcome to a special edition of the Rusty Hook Podcast, streaming live on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. One hour of straight talk regarding tournament news, angler profiles, gear reviews, and more. Now let's get our show started by joining with John Rapp, our host. Hey guys, John Rapp here, sitting here at the house that my boys set up for us as we come down to fish the Ambassador Series that KBF is sponsoring and putting together this year. Um, Kyle Struther organized, got this all set up for us, got the house, uh, made arrangements for our sponsorship. So um, we fed him some good hot chili tonight. So if you hear anything on the outside of the broadcast, just ignore it. Because, you know, stuff like that happens when you eat good, good chili. But, hey, we got Jerry Spradling here. Let's bring these fellas to the camera. Welcome to the show, fellas. Howdy. Thanks. Okay, it's guys to the left in that pretty blue shirt is Kyle Strother. And that big, tall, lanky fella to the right, that WK shirt. I actually can't tell how tall he is right now because he's sitting. But that's Jerry Spradling. I've heard so, guys, talk a little bit about what's going on, what we're into, and uh, what we plan to do the next few days. Well, I hope we plan on catching some bass. Um, that hasn't worked out for us so far. We've only got, I don't know, I've got about four hours in the water so far. I've been working since I've got down here, but I managed to get out for a few hours every day. Jerry's probably got the most time in the water so far. What are you experiencing out there? What's the conditions like for you? When? You know, and of all the times to not have my spot lock, I got my new trolling motor, uh, got it all installed and everything, took it out for a trial run up home on a small lake, and the spot lock is not working. So, um, having to deal with wind, I, I told these guys down here, I said, I'd like to fish one tournament this year that I don't get blown off the water. But right now, it's not looking promising. But the, the fish are. The fish are biting. I caught, I think I caught six yesterday, and but I only caught one today. I tried out a different place today. The water was well stained, and uh, like I say, you couldn't stay on the spot long enough to fish it, fish it right. But uh, and temperatures not cooperating either. It's kind of cold. That's the truth. So. It's definitely not. Uh, it feels like West Virginia weather that we left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it was what. Like 30 degrees this morning when we woke up? It was definitely 30 when we woke up. When I come off the water, it was only 47. So yeah, it's it's chilly. The coldest it was here when I was here for the Bassmaster event a couple of weekends ago, it got into the low 40s overnight. And over that weekend, those two days, it got up to um, the high 60s and the 70s. The water temps where I was fishing got up into um, 60 degree mark. So it has dropped a lot since then. The uh, place that I went to today it was 52 in some spots, 53. The highest I saw was 54. Did you say what temps you saw? I had, I had 54 today. Okay, yeah, so probably finding that little bit warmer water is probably going to be the key. Um, but you never know. 
this this place is all about going to your different spots, checking out your spots. That's that's a threat. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta eliminate some water. You have to find out what you're comfortable fishing, and then find a spot that looks good to you, and doing your best with that spot. So cool. I've went to a couple spots so far that's just. Uh, they didn't look quite what I'm looking for yet. They don't have as much grass as I want, um, and the water temps are a little bit low, and there's no real good staging area in the, the spawning areas. So I'm looking for a place where the bass can be going up shallow, and there've already been some spawning, so they're also in the post-spawn phase as well. So with this full front coming in, you gotta find one of those spots where they can just bunch up going in and out of the spawning areas. So Kyle, tell us a little bit about the equipment that you use. Yeah, so this year I am in a feel-free Dorado, um, thanks to Jerry. <laughs> he, uh, he hooked me up with a couple of them. So it's a big adjustment going from that Dorado um, from the feel-free lure. I was running a feel-free lure uh, 11 and a half, and I was in that thing for almost 10 years. So I was very comfortable with what I used to call her uh, old war pig. Oh, it's got all kinds of battle scars. I've passed her up so many times. I've almost sunk her twice. But, uh, yeah, I still got her. Uh, she's going to go down the river with me and, and some other trips when I need that lighter kayak. But this Dorado, uh, I mean, it's so stable. I don't have to worry about the waves. When I was um, on the Bassmaster event, there was a... Um, uh, some gusts of winds, like 20 to 30 miles an hour, that came across the lake, just blew up my spot. But it was a little sketchy riding it. If I was in my lure, I probably would have would have ducked out. But in that Dorado, I just backpedaled a little bit, managed it, even put the power pole down. So I've got a power pole micro anchor, and that helped a lot too. Um, but I feel I feel safe and comfortable in that Dorado. It's it's big. So you got the Dorado. You've got a power pole. Any other? Uh, accessories that you use to, to help your time on the water be more enjoyable? Well, what makes it really enjoyable is that, that Lowrance Elite TI-2 9-inch. Um, I, I do rely on it a lot. You know, I used to not rely on, on electronics a whole lot, but now it's, you got you got to use them. You got to learn to use them. There's so many different opportunities that come up just from using your, your graphs. Like, um, the other day at the Bassmaster event, I keep going back to it, but I ended up finding these giant patches of hydrilla that were just this beautiful, fresh green. And you could see the bass in it, and you could drop straight down on them and catch them. And that's how I caught a couple of kickers that way. Nice. But you can really, like, pinpoint those areas and those 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 transition areas where you're looking for those post-spawn and pre-spawn fish. Um the easiest way to find those and save time is to use your graph. Jerry, what about you, buddy? What are you doing this year? Uh, I sold him the, the Dorados, and I, I got myself the, the V2 Dorado, and uh, I love it. I mean, it's the battery box. That, that made the huge difference for me. Um, being able to take the batteries out to charge and bring them in the house and not have to worry about running 100 feet extension cord when you come to a place like this. Uh, just bring it inside. Um, I went with the uh, Garmin LiveScope, the 34 plus. I uh, put a 12 inch graph on. LiveScope in there? Yeah, LiveScope. Get cheater. Uh, yes, so they say. <laughs> but 
not being able to hold a spot. I left my anchor at the house too. Um, and it's, it's hard to use not being able to hold a spot because of just the drift and hard to keep an image on it. But I did get to use it a little bit yesterday, uh, over around a couple of docks and stuff, but, uh, it's 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 going to be a game changer at the end. So how are you using the unit? I got I got the pole. Uh, Josh polling, he uh, he had the uh, live scope on his, and when he got rid of it, he kept the, the transducer pole for the live scope transducer. Nice. And you can you can aim it wherever the kayak doesn't have to be pointed because it's not on the motor or whatever. You you just you just aim it wherever you want. So you got it rigged off to, to the left side of your it's it's on the right side because the eight ball steering yeah. being on the left side I, I put it on the right side. Okay. Um I don't have my rudder mounted yet because I'm using a Makota power drive with the spot lock. Well minus the spot lock this week. Um but uh I'm seriously thinking about going ahead and mounting the rudder just for added stability in the wind i yeah. mean it'll i think it'll keep it straighter and even if like working a bank i think you can use that rudder and the motor and position the kayak to where if you just want to leave it locked on say at two mile an hour or whatever and fish a bank it'll keep the kayak in position even in the wind that's a sneaky thing you can do with the power pole is you can drop that power pole down and it right. catches enough water if you're deep enough. Oh, okay. Or even if there's like a little bit of grass or you're just barely picking the bottom, you can slow you down just enough on that drift. Keep it that. Keep the back end where it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a big guy. I, when the wind's blowing, I'm just a big sail. Yeah. Uh, and I carry ten rods, so you you wouldn't believe how much wind ten rods catch. Uh, you wouldn't think that they would just being as small as they are. But once the wind starts blowing. They were singing out there today. Yeah, too, they, yeah, the line on sings to you. Yeah. So with your live scope, are you are you seeing fish with it right now I, down here? What, well, I did around the docks, like I said, but I didn't even I didn't even put it in the mouth today. I I just shoot down down scan and was finding uh, the grass on the bottom because uh, the fish I saw today they were they weren't up on the bank. They were they were in three four feet of water. Uh, the fish I did catch today, it was on it was on a moving bait. Uh, yesterday, all the fish I caught was on plastics. But uh, I'm going to try a different spot tomorrow and see what it see what it brings. Hold tight with that thought, guys. We're going to come right back and we're going to do an angler profile. What we'll do is we're going to do an angler profile for one of the, our buddies. And then take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll let Jerry start off on what he's learned the past two days and what he's going to try to figure out the next couple. God, I was four years old. Mom would uh, take us catfishing, so that was the beginning. favorite technique is sight fishing absolutely uh, finesse would be my second choice and my favorite fisherman as far as like kayak and then professional level 
uh, the kayak, Mike McKinstry dude, um, you got my ultimate respect. I had to do it the hard way myself, and I just respect all the risk you took. Uh, congrats. Uh, Rick Clun, you're the Swamp Master, and you and I are cut from the same cloth, so Rick Clun on the pro level. My least favorite fishing technique, deep water. It, uh, it's something that I still got to get more appropriate with in my applications. My greatest accomplishment fishing. I've won a lot of tournaments. Um, I'm very proud to be part of, of Feel Free. Very near and dear to my heart, beautiful company people um, honestly staying humble through it all learning from other anglers and sharing with other anglers I think that's that's the greatest accomplishment is not shutting down well, a fun day of fishing to me would be probably the late Doug Hannon and uh, I used to fish a lot with Doug, learned a lot from him, and we just had a blast. He's such a, a normal, everyday guy, so that would be fun. My favorite fishery, I like anything with water darn near, but swamps are special to me. Uh, big bass, heavy, heavy cover, uh, gorilla fishing, that's that's my favorite. Feel free kayaks. Paddle, pedal, or power. There's something for everyone. Do bro fishing. Manufactured and designed green products, American-made plastics, and fishing gear. Westbrook Supply Company, Atlanta's best kayak company for all your paddling and fishing needs. Yak Gadget. American-made kayak fishing accessories and gear. Ace Adventure Resort, West Virginia's number one outdoor destination. Whitewater, zip lining, water park. Hey guys, make sure you go like, subscribe, so we can see when you get notified or when you hit that like button. Just like what Nicholas Beltron did. Nicholas, everybody, appreciate you. Uh, we have five, six guys watching the show, appreciate you. We even got somebody over on Twitter uh, taking a peek. So appreciate you all watching. Now let's bring back on the guys. And let's talk about, we, we just talked a little bit about uh, the past couple days in our gear, what we're using. Now we're going to let the Jerry run them with it a little bit more on uh, what we have going on. Jonathan Cart, Ricky Banks, appreciate you guys chilling out with us and making some comments. Jerry, the yes, floor is yours, buddy. Well, uh, yesterday I was fishing structure, uh, wood structure, and I caught, well, you had called when you were looking for this place, and I hadn't caught a fish yet, and right after, uh, maybe I ought to have you call me tomorrow, or Saturday during the tournament or something, <laughs> but uh, right after I got off the phone with you, I caught three fish on uh, three consecutive casts, uh, but uh, it, they were all off of, like say, structure. Um, now that structure might have might or might not have had some grass underneath it, but <laughs> um, but today, 
like I said, today today was just a uh, I check another spot. Scout. For, yeah, a scout day for me. But I tried I tried fishing, but uh, I was even in between two big, you know, like a gorge, and I thought, you know, I'll be out of the wind, so I'm going to go try that. Well, well, behold, the gorge turned into a wind funnel, so. It, uh, it it just wasn't much for fishing, but it looks it looked fishy as all get out. I mean, there's plenty of structure there. Uh, there's drops. There's, there's riprap. There's I mean, just about anything you want to fish, it's there if you can stay on it long enough to fish it. But uh, that's tomorrow's a different day, so I'm going to try another spot, and uh, I think I might head further south tomorrow and see what's up down that way. Cal. Yeah, so I've been eliminating water like Jerry. Um, the first spot I went to when we first got here, um, the spot that I know, and I've done well before there, um, I checked it out, but it was just too muddy. And usually with grass and mud, it's just, it's not the best thing to fish, in my opinion. I think it makes it a little bit too difficult, especially for fish that aren't used to mud. And um, so when you when they're buried up in that grass around that grass, more often than not, they're going to miss your miss your bait. You know the strike zone becomes a much smaller, you know, bunch of grass, and they can't see. Um, so you want to try to find that cleaner water when you're fishing grass. But there's always exceptions to the rules. I'm not saying you can't catch fish, and and I've had bites in there, but it's probably not a place that I feel comfortable fishing. So I've been looking for that cleaner water, and today I found some. A little bit cleaner water today, but there wasn't as much grass. Uh, I was throwing a, a larger swim bait today over top of that grass, and I had uh, about 17 or 18 inch bass come out from underneath that net, and all I did was just grab the tail of it and swam down with it. I just watched him, there's nothing I could do. Set the hook, you know, comes right out of his mouth. And that kind of tells you that they're a little bit little bit off they're not they're not eating that good it was more of just a reaction trait he just reached out and grabbed it so i'm not sure if i'm going to pursue that area for um for this weekend uh, i have another area in mind that i went to um that fish during bassmaster event it's um a little bit of offshore and a uh, main lake point with some docks on it um, and i could probably rotate between those two and to see when those fish will fire up and uh, try to maximize my opportunities on those areas by running back and forth until the schools fire up. Um, but I could find something tomorrow when I'm fishing, or, or maybe Friday, and completely change my plans. It's uh, you, you just got to keep your uh, mind open. You can't get too focused on one thing, and you got to fish what you feel comfortable with. That that's the key. That really is truer words could not be said. If, if, if you are not comfortable with your techniques and the waters that you're fishing, then uh, your mind is not in it. Um, I, I was fortunate enough, I went out and, and tested uh, my new seat today. Okay, I'm going to have to mute these guys or they're going to blow us up. Um, paddling fin guys are talking. We're going to have to mute them. Mute and so there we go. That should be it. But yeah, uh, I, so I took out that new seat today, and it was the first opportunity that I had to get to sit in that. It's it's, it sits up a lot higher. Um, 
but uh, so I, I'm in the new lure 11.5 that I, I haven't been in 11.5 in five years. Hey, Philip and Sierra, thanks for ch chatting with us. And we w thank you for the love and the wishes for good luck. Trust me when I say we'll take anything and everything you send to us. Um, Shout out to Philip while, while he's there for all the help he gave me setting that kayak up. Well, yeah. setting up the, the Garmin. Uh, late phone calls and late texts and stuff like that. He, he helped a lot. Of yeah, he, he even took one from me when I was calling him about wiring. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, appreciate you. Verge, welcome to the team. We'll see you here in about 45 minutes, Big Daddy. Thanks for uh, chilling in and watching the rest of the other. But yeah, that new seat I, I, um, sits so much higher than the gravity seat that my 260-pound frame uh, was a sale, and I, I was a little wary for my first hour or so out on the water. That's how he said frame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Robin Dangerfield here. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah he also, he's also said only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Guys, stand by. We'll take a break while I go uh, poison the chili. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I, did, that, you, did you spin it clear around yet? I did not spin it clear around. You know, for some reason, I must know how to use a paddle and stroke quite properly in my World Eleven Five. Even in that high position, my boat didn't go spinning around. But I, of course, I do have an NK One Eighty on the back pushing it. How you like that? I like it. Um, it's a like small it. unit. It it's it's gonna it's it's gonna push out the road. <laughs> it's gonna push out the road well. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how fast it'll go tomorrow. Got to make a few more adjustments. I'm gonna move my uh, uh, throttle control. I have it too far down. That's the one thing that 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 seat. You're sitting so high up that everything's so low. When, when you're down in that gravity seat, it was right, it was hand level, you know, so. Wait, I know you like it, and it's fine, whatever, whatever's good, but that's, that kayak's got to have the most stuff on a mini pack I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. It's decked out. I've got a lot of stuff on it, I don't know. So, John, have you, um, have you spun the seat? Have you used that, that yes. function yet? Yes, I did spin the seat. Oh, that's what's fine. that like? It, it's, it's great, and, uh, I, um. Most of my experience with spinning the seat has been in my Big Fish 103. When I, the first hour out there today, I, I did have the lever unlocked so I could move around and test it a little bit. But like I was telling you know you earlier, that uh, I was tippy and uh, I was trying to get my sea legs and get get everything right for. Well, you haven't been in a lure in a while either. No, I haven't. It's been five years. They're their own. They're their own beast. Though. They're they're different. So, yeah. I've been in my moken. In the moken, I sit right in. It's like I'm down in the water like a bathtub. Mm -hmm. I've never been in a moken, but so, I know this Dorado. I mean, and you, if if there was room, you could do a cartwheel in it. I think. And, oh, you probably could. Yeah, it's a trial sometimes. Philip gave us a little love, a little fist bump, and a thumbs up. So. But uh, yeah, um, so 
again, and, and like we were saying here at the beginning of the show, all of us have been trying to break in our new boats, get our equipment set up, so that way when Saturday rolls around, we are dialed in and we, we, our total concentration is on fishing and not trying to figure out what we need to put stuff on our guy. A few technical difficulties. Yeah, <laughs> got to get, get those worked out. But uh, our fourth uh, member of the group should be down Thursday night late. Is he watching? He's, he's probably watching the show. If not, he's probably outside packing his truck and unpacking it and then packing it and unpacking it. Packing it. Four but I got to tell you. If he is uh, watching, tell him, tell him if he's got an extra anchor to bring it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I actually did ask him to bring a gravity seat. <laughs> But uh, that's one thing I didn't bring this trip. I've got an extra set of pedals if one of you guys need it, and an extra motor. Did Jerry, did, did you notice something about our group chat? How his name went from Rick, yeah, the salty dog, salty dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, he, he was getting kind of aggravated. Kyle called him out on it, I guess. <laughs> well, hey. We tried to get Rick to come down here early, but man, a little too busy. He's playing in that snow up there in West Virginia. Life has him. Life, He's real life has him. So. Yeah. Life happens sometimes. Yeah. But Rick, we are thinking about you, and we're looking forward to your safe travels down. So. Well, he probably won't miss it too much tonight once the chili kicks in. So, right. Yeah. Thank goodness for separate rooms. You you should be glad you're not here because uh, those boys stuck you in with me. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't too loud last night. I only went through two sets of earplugs. I mean, Rick can sleep on this couch. It, it's a uh, holdout. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We found that out yesterday, didn't we? <laughs> Jerry was moving around and about slid the thing out, big old body. But. Uh, so, guys, if you uh, have any suggestions for Rick, Kyle, and myself, we would love to have them for the next 24 hours. And then after that, I think we got, we got to go radio silent. But, uh, we'll, you know, if you're in the area, and, and this is the other thing, guys, if you're already down in Huntsville, give us a shout-out. Hit one of us three up. And we would be glad to, to meet with you for lunch, dinner, uh, talk about fishing. That's what we're here for. Yep. That's what the KBF Ambassador Series is all about. And, you know, we're, we are not unsocial, even though we are from the Mountain State. And we do have more than one, too. So, <laughs> uh, Kyle is kind of, he gives me his room to stay. Shut, oh, that's shut the door and lock it. Yeah. Yeah, I can be an introvert sometimes. You got to balance it. <laughs> It takes a lot of energy to be with you all. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break. We'll do another angle profile, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap up our show. I need to get you to do that before we get
little technical difficulties, we're going to get them rolling here soon. Feel free kayaks, paddle, pedal, or power. There's something for everyone. Do Bro Fishing. Manufactured and designed green products, American-made plastics, and fishing gear. Westbrook Supply Company, Atlanta's best kayak company for all your paddling and fishing needs. Yak Gadget, American-made kayak fishing accessories and gear. Ace Adventure Resort, West Virginia's number one outdoor destination, whitewater, ziplining, water park. And look to feed a little bit and uh, but they'll go back probably a little bit shallower or a little bit deeper into that grass when it gets colder and rainy what do you think i think it's crazy sometimes you know we we caught fish in 50 degree water with their heads sticking out of it and shallow water before it's just it's just a matter of what they want to do and then you've got to figure it out so so guys what we're talking about here uh, while we were muted was that uh We've got a, some weather patterns coming in that are crazy here in Alabama. It's going to be warm the next couple of days, and it's going to be cold again, and rain on Friday. And then Saturday, we're looking at another cold spell. So, uh, yep. I mean, if it, if it rains all day Friday, there could be people that find some backwater areas that are going to get muddied up. And they may not, you're not going to get a full day of free fishing on Friday. I don't remember when the cutoff is. But it's possible that if you don't go out on Friday and double check your spot, that it might get washed out and you'll be left uh, up a creek. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that that we, was mentioned, I think, what, maybe while we were muted, was that uh, 
with the, the warmer spell, the, the buck bass may move up to the to assist in making beds or looking at the beds or the protecting fry if there's already been a bed dropped. But uh, the one thing that we have to realize, guys, is we can't win if we don't catch anything. Right. So let's make sure if we can if we can get what twenty fish on the board. How how is that? The, the teams what the best five from the team? Yes. Now does it have board. to have one from each member or is it no. the way I understood it? It was one guy could catch all five. It's all that five but his were the best five. That's the ones they use. So okay. But hopefully we don't have to do that. Hopefully all four of us catch. One big one each, and then somebody's got to somebody's got to pick up the bones. Well, we do have a plan in place, and that is go big or go home, right? <laughs> We're just gonna make Rick do it all when he gets here. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it's gonna work. I guarantee. You. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there's also the individual right that we're all right. entered in as well on top of the team events. So you know, if yeah, you get on them, you're helping the team and you're helping yourself. Exactly. Right? You could have a ten grand payday. Right. But you'd split some of them, wouldn't you, Jerry? Probably not. Maybe John. I love, I love you too, big guy. Uh, okay, well, we've been on the the live show here for about the 35 minutes. I think we're going to start winding down. Because if you guys aren't doing anything here in about an hour, come over and catch us again. We are going to go live on the Field Free Fishy Team podcast and we're going to chat just about about the same things here plus we'll have more angle profiles from the feel free fishing team community and we will have some of those guys come on and chat with us so anyway final thoughts kyle well you know i'm just uh i know it sounds sappy but i'm just glad that we got put this team together and and it's a bunch of great dudes um I've been so fortunate to be accepted in this community. You know, I got into competitive fishing, you know, a few years ago, and it, it, it is the community. You know, I've been invited by some other people from other teams for us to all go out to eat and meet them. That's right. And have a good time, and that's what this is all about. We're a, we're a tight-knit community. Um, we all, most of us care about each other, and um, we all want to see each other do well, and uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. Amen. Yep. I second that. I, I really can't say, I, I don't think that we can say anything better on that. So, this is the Rusty Hook Kite Fishing Podcast. We want to wish you guys the very best. Stay safe, warm, West Virginia. I hope you're digging out of that snow that we saw today. Glad we worked there.